Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Heart and Hand is proudly sponsored by NordVPN. Uh, David, we've had the opportunity to use our Nord accounts in the last couple of weeks. Um, as someone who hasn't had a, a, an overwhelming experience with uh, using virtual networks, I'm really enjoying being able to use uh, my Nord account. And I think that, you know, with someone such as yourself with a background in it, it's proven to be to be really, really important to you. Well, yeah, I used to work in web for a number of years. And in fact, that was my interest in web that made me start a podcast, you know, and then get interested in all the, the new things you could do. Uh, and therefore, internet security has always been something that, that I take a special interest in. Because I think like most people now, Cammy, I do so much of uh, my life is, is, is online and so much of it is important stuff like banking and whatnot. So it really is important to me to know that I'm using something that's quite safe and that I'm, I'm making sure my details are as safe as they can be. Because I've had the thing in the past where, you know, I've had to change bank cards and it's a pain in the neck and, you know, takes ages to get reset. So I'm keen to avoid that any way that I can. And especially we using things like public Wi-Fi networks, which, you know, hackers love. That's the kind of places hackers go to. So knowing that I just need to flip on the NordVPN and I'm safe and protected is huge. It will allow you access into different streaming services as well, but they have the option of over 59 different countries. Uh, so you can change your virtual location with just one click as well, uh, which gives you some real opportunities to be able to go out to get loads of different um, content, no matter what your entertainment is going to be, David. And I think that, as you've said, living in that kind of virtual world now, um, it just really opens up all the different benefits to it as well. And personally speaking, uh, as someone who is similar to yourself, just does so much stuff online, but you're out and about constantly as well. Having that kind of sense of security is also really, really important too. Yeah, it sounds geeky. Uh, and I admit to being a big geek, but it's really not. It's it's just something that I think with anybody who uses things to, to make their life easier, this helps, you know, this this just puts your mind at rest a wee bit. And it's something I'm always banging on to uh, to, to my stepdaughter and, and to my wife to make sure that, that they use it too. So I've used many VPNs in the past, but, but Nord is the market leader for a reason. It is the best one. 
and it was the one I would have recommended anyway. Uh, never mind the fact that, that we're sponsored by them now. But it's it's a really good tool. It's really useful if you need to take a short holiday for any reason. Then it's the it's the ideal thing for that. But for me, the the main thing is that I know flip this on and that's me nice and secure and I can go about my business without having to worry that I'm going to have to run the risk of exposing my, my my personal information to people that really shouldn't get a hold of it. You can get a NordVPN account as well through Heart and Hand with a fantastic discount as well. If you could go to nordvpn.com uh, forward slash heart and hand, H-E-A-R-T-A-N-D-H-A-N-D. Um, you'll be able to go straight into a benefit site, which will then give you a discount on that. If for whatever reason the, the uh, discount isn't there, you can just write into the coupon box, heart and hand, all one word, and you'll be able to then have your discount applied there as well. Go on and check it out, folks. It is absolutely fantastic. David and I both love it, uh, and we'd love to get you uh, using it as well to provide that safety and security, and more importantly, peace of mind. Thanks now. Hello everyone and welcome to Heart and Hand, the Rangers podcast. This is your extra show for the week. My name is Cammy Bell, your host is always on Extra. And I'm pleased to say that this week I'm joined by my very good friend from Darbados itself, Mr James Tessie. Tess, how are you, my friend? Are you keeping well? I'm very well, thanks mate. I'm, I'm keeping as well as possibly can be with this such a momentous weekend coming up. But yeah, I'm, I'm doing alright, mate. My aim is, Tess, that your battle fever will build and hopefully by the end of this particular show, I'll have been able to move it from, you know, just, just even one notch in the ladder. What is it at at the moment? What would you rate it out of 10? Um, I'm going to put it at about five because obviously I've got another important fixture to look forward to tomorrow. So that's taken up uh, most of my time on conversation at the minute. But it will it, be the case that later on today or this evening or whatever, Something will happen and I'll end up putting some tunes on or whatever. And, you, you, you know, it, it doesn't take much for the battle fever to come about, mate. It's, sometimes it just sneaks up on you. And I think today is going to be one of them, mate. I certainly know that by 2.30 tomorrow, uh, and I'm jumping in the car to make my way up to Glasgow, that I'm going to be absolutely climbing the walls and that, mate. But, but, but for now, I think it's a manageable and sensible level. OK, well, yeah, you're right. You've got Derby Nuts for us to look forward to, which... Is obviously very important for you. I totally understand that. I wouldn't distract you from that just now, but let's talk about all things Rangers. Um, and uh, unfortunately, we do have to talk about um, a bit of a damp squib, which uh, took place in Armenia last night. Rangers successfully, uh, for the fourth season, made the Europa League group stage. Tess, um, we'll do the positives. In fact, no, let's do some of the constructive first, because uh, I don't want it to be all negatives and all that kind of thing, because as much as a joke about it, it was a big achievement being able to get through. I, I think the the news coming into the game about the, the COVID situation, which you know has happened at the club, what that was going to do to the players who travelled, the group that travelled, the, the starting lineup, etc. A very strong team, uh, I think, took to the field uh, with Robbie McCrory, probably making his first team debut but he does have plenty of experience under his belt he's not a young 17 year old keeper he has played a number of games uh, in the top flight 23 years old uh, acquitted himself very well last night I thought and took a sore one which obviously ended up in a in a, uh, a last get red card 
Not too many highlights, I think, Tess. Uh, I think that, you know, the job was let's get, let's get out there. Let's get the game seen and done to it. Let's get through. There was no casualties. We could have performed a lot better, I thought. What was your main kind of takeaways from your game? I think I've got four words to describe last night's performance and result. Minimum effort, maximum reward. Uh, we weren't very good last night, but let's be honest, we didn't have to be. I think we'd all have rather got it over and done with a tie box last Thursday. And then a performance like last night wouldn't have seemed bad because the tie would already have been done. But I don't think in, in four halves or quarters, if you want to call it that, in the four halves of football, I don't think at any point we looked in any kind of danger. So last night they were very lacklustre. Alfie should have had a hat trick. I mean, no matter if they're taking the foot off the gas subconsciously because they've got Sunday in mind and it's a long trip and everything else. No matter that, Alfie should be burying at least one, probably two of them chances that he had. So that's, I suppose you'd say it's unacceptable really, but Alfie being Alfie, when he's got time to think, he usually misses. If if that was a snapshot in the area, then he's probably scoring it because he, he just does what comes naturally to him and he don't overthink it. So, yeah, Alfie's finishing was wayward and he should have had one. But again, other than that, mate, a clean sheet for Robbie McCrory, which is all you want your goalkeeper to do. And he did it. So that, that that's a massive plus. I mean, obviously, his, his, his um, first team debut for Rangers, really big day for him and his family. And he's come through unscathed. And again, all you could ask if your goal is keep a clean sheet. And he did that. But yeah, minimum effort, maximum reward. We didn't. We weren't very good. We didn't have to be. That, that That's my takeaway from it, mate. I think that's totally fair. I think, you know, it's it's easy for us because I think right now it's quite clear that there's going to be plenty of opportunities for people to try and have a pop at us. And, you know, we set ourselves up with an incredible season last season, you know, qualifying, you know, top of the group from the, the, the Europa League, uh, getting to, to uh, European football uh, into the new year, obviously winning the league, winning the league undefeated, such a great defensive record. And you do very much set yourself up in that pedestal with it. And we know that people are enjoying having a wee kick at us in terms of we've not started the season off too brightly. Um, and listen, you know, again, let's be honest, there, there was the disappointment of not being able to get into the Champions League because, again, we're very, very hungry to be able to get back to that top table. Uh, but ultimately, the, the the Europa League group stage cannot be sniffed at. It will come with its own financial rewards, thankfully. You know, uh, all things going well, we will be back to having full houses at Ibrox and European nights again, which again brings more money into the club. It's 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 going to have its financial rewards on the back of that. The the main thing I think last night, as you say, Tess, was not to be able to come through and then, and have any severe knocks. Uh, I was at the press conference last night with Gary McAllister um, following the game last night. Uh, and he confirmed again this morning uh, that the only real injury focus from last night was uh, Scott Arfield took a couple of knocks in the toe, one in particular, which I think was the second one most people will remember uh, just before the, the end of the first half. Um, and he expects four or five players to be able to come back and join the group on Sunday. We will talk about Celtic in just a minute. Um, however, the, earlier on today, uh, the Europa League uh, group stages were drawn. Um, and Rangers were drawn alongside uh, Olympic uh, Olympic Leonese, who we have had previous history with, as you'll I'm sure you'll remember. Tess, uh, Sparta Prague of the Czech Republic, and also Bronby of Denmark. Uh, most recently, we played Lyon um, in the group friendlies and beating them 2-0, as well as people remember in France and a wonderful night across uh, in France in 2007. Uh, which was a very, very special night indeed. Um, Tess, I think that that's a pretty tough group. I think that, you know, 
Leon will probably feel that they've operated at a higher level on this before. They they are in the Europa League now and they will certainly accept that. Um, Sparta Prague, I think, will be somewhat of a difficult journey. I think that they'll they'll prove pretty tough. They're not the top flight team um, within within the Czech Republic. We know that Slavia Prague were actually put out of the Europa League last night and put into the conference. Uh, uh, so, uh, uh, ha ha to them. Um, and Bronby will be interesting because again, like I said, I think Bronby will 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 present their own particular challenges. That being said, I will echo what Gary McAllister said this morning and that we are an established European team. And as much as we can be cautious of these teams and we can prepare in, in, in each individual merit, they will not want to come to Ibrox. They will not want to have drawn Stephen Gerrard Rangers. Uh, so I think, like you say, um, there'll be some very, very good games coming up, which I'm really looking forward to. I think you, you, you summed it up there, mate. Nobody's going to want to come to Rangers. Um this is a fourth season in a row that we've reached the group stage of the Europa League. Um, obviously, the last two seasons, we've reached the last 16 of the Europa League, which if we win the group this time around, which is every chance we can, then we automatically go to the last 16 because they've messed about with the with the round of 32. I'm, I'm not even going to pretend to understand. I'm not even going to try to explain it. But, I mean, you look at the teams individually, Leon. That performance in 2007, I think other than um, the Ellen Road leg of the Battle of Britain in 1992, that's probably the best, certainly the best result away in Europe, I think Rangers have had, and one of the best performances. It was, it was vintage Walter Smith that season. Um, Sparta Prague, whilst they aren't their ugly brothers, Slavia, you can bet your bottom dollar that when Rangers go to town, our friends from Slavia will turn out to give the Bears a nice reception. So that's a potentially tricky tie. And Brond B, well, you know, I, I won't say they're the unknown quantity, but I, I would say that, I don't know, this might sound obvious because they're the fourth seed, but I would say that they're the, the weakest team in the group. But even so, there are no mugs. So depending on which range, if it's the Rangers that's played in European football the three seasons prior to this, then I see absolutely no reason that we won't qualify from that group, including... Three wins out of three at Ibrox. There's there's nothing that our past European performances have shown me that gives me any doubt as to that outcome. However, if it's the Rangers that has started this season and is yet to find gear, then we could really really struggle. I believe the the team who finishes third in the group got down into the Europa Conference League. So. For whatever reason, it seems absolutely impossible to get knocked out of Europe this season. What with UEFA so desperate to reward failure. So I think we're at least going to finish third in that group. You know what I mean? But like I say, if, if the Rangers of the last... Well, basically Rangers in Europe under Steven Gerrard, especially last year, because some of those performances in the group stage were outstanding in common with most of our performances last season. But if that Rangers turns up, mate, I see absolutely no reason... Why we can't have a clean sweep at home and go out of that group as winners? Tess, I'm a big believer that the success that we've had within the European stage previously uh, and some of the the teams that we've beaten um, has lent itself into what ultimately became our successful uh, campaign to win title number 55. And it's interesting you mentioned there. I I think there is a dynamic between how we play within a European stage and where we perform domestically, there is definitely a link there. And I think I'd like to look at it as a positive. I try to be positive wherever I possibly can. It's why, you know, 
you can you can only play what's put in front of you. And what I would like to be able to try and see us do is, you're right, if we can get a little bit of consistency for what we're doing domestically, and but we can use those European ties as a little bit of a springboard to help us, you know, just give ourselves that 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 proper kind of motivation to be able to make sure that we're we're fighting a battle on, on numerous fronts. I think that the two can work alongside each other and, and we can use it to our benefit. Yeah, I think that the ironic thing here is that we are victims of our own success because previously we've started in the first or second qualifying round against, with all respect, teams of jobbers. And we've gone out there and put on convincing performances in front of a full Ibrox and then obviously not last year, but in front of a full Ibrox. And we've got a bit of rhythm going so that by the time we get to not only the start of the domestic season, but the, the business end of the qualifiers, the playoff round, we're already fired all cylinders. We're up and running. We're, 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 we've hit the ground running. Do you know what I mean? This season, obviously, we haven't had that. Uh, by virtue of winning the league last season, whilst we went into the Champions League, which didn't end as we'd hoped. But that was, you know, even going into the domestic season, you could tell that the players just weren't quite at it. That Livingston game, apart from the last 10 minutes, it wasn't really impressive. The last 10 minutes, yeah, they put a bit of gloss on the scoreline. But it, if that would have ended 1-0, which it could well have done, people would be saying, well, that wasn't too good, was it? We, we just didn't look at the races because usually up to that point, we've played one, two um, rounds of football. That's four ties against, like I say, jobbers who we beat convincingly. The players have got that bit of swagger, that little bit of groove, and we've, we've gone into it really, gone into the season flying. So, again, this year we've not had that, and it's been noticeable. It's the, the European form has been absolutely outstanding. And I'm not one of them who says Gerard's already won one trophies out of nine, he's lucky to be in the job this long. That was never the case. The, the scale of the rebuilding job we had to do was incredible. But you think how much harder that would have been without the European money? You know, not only has he restored our pride in Europe, which he, even in the 90s when we had loads of money in a 92, 93 apart, we had loads of money winning everything under arguably the greatest manager in history. I, I, I will argue the toss for that. We were embarrassing in Europe. We were very poor. So even when we had the resources and the talent to compete with the best in Europe, we didn't. Under Stephen Gerrard, he's, he's given us our pride back, mate, in, in more ways than one. You know, the, the, that first season we... Um, we were lucky not to. It was. It went down to the final game to get out of the group stage. But going from the first round to where we got to was unheard of. You know, I think only one team had done it previously. And then the next year to do the same and get to this round of 16, including that night at Arbox against Braga, which none of us are ever going to forget. You know, is it, it's been absolutely superb. And the European nights have really given us a pride back. And more importantly, they've helped us be competitive because they've really boosted the coffers. So, you know, whilst the, whilst the season's well well underway and by the time we play our first game in Europe, that's going to be the case still. Well, like you say, it can give us that little boost because European football under Stephen Gerrard has been good to us. Like I say, on the pitch, we've got, we've performed against some of the biggest names in Europe, Benfica, Porto, Feyenoord, Galatasaray, beat most of them, you know, put in some really good performances. People on Europe have been taking notice. We've got our big nights at Ibrox back where the atmosphere is unrivaled and it's given us the money that we needed to strengthen the squad and areas that needed strengthened and maybe it's brought, you know, maybe we'd have had to wait a couple more years for 55 had we not have had that European money because we'd not been able to afford to do what we've done in the transfer market. So it's been huge for us, mate. And again, like you say, 
that could be the springboard for this season. I'm hoping that Sunday, when we when we put a, a cricket score past Celtic, it's going to be the, the springboard for the season. To be honest, but no, the the, the European nights, mate. The players seem to enjoy playing Thursday Sunday football. I can't think of a game where we've lost. Well, obviously not last season, but I can't think of a game where we've lost or been outclassed after we've played in Europe because you know they, because they're playing constantly, they get that bit of rhythm going. So I, I, I just now the group's been drawn, mate. We know what's happening. Hopefully next week they'll come out and tell us when the fixes are going to be. And I know the last game's on my birthday, uh, December the 9th. So I don't know if I want a fixture at Ibrox or if I want an away day in Prague or something for that. But I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what, what, what gets pulled out of the hat for that one. But yeah, European football, mate, it, it's been really good to us with the Gerard. And hopefully this season it's going to be no different. Yeah, and, and a few points that you kind of touched on there as well, James, where you're talking about, you know, the, the the financial contribution to that. I think I saw a thing in social media as a quick kind of tally that I think under Gerard, under the, the, the European campaigns that we've had, it's brought something between 50 to 60 million pounds into the club thus far, with obviously more to come in this season. Uh, the match days, um, as, as you kind of just touched upon there, first, first match day is the 16th of September through to match day six, which again, as you say, is on your birthday, the 9th of December. Um, we haven't, at time of recording, I'm afraid, folks, been able to get a confirmation of home and away fixtures. Uh, but again, like you say, uh, you know, you'll be able to get those updates as soon as, they, as soon as they are available. My understanding is it should be Saturday at the latest. So again, even by the time that you come to listen to this, they might already be live. Um, one more point just before we move on to the Celtic game as well, um, Tess, in terms of that is, I think you know the the players you mentioned before there about wanting to make sure that there's a there's a level of standard and yeah, let's it be great as you say, put several past Celtic maybe that will kind of give us a boost. But there is there is something that that just feels like as if there's a bit of a like just something that's missing like as if we're missing a bit of a spark, and I don't know if that can come about you know and and that and we can and solidify by getting some decent performances in Europe. I don't know if it's a signing. I don't know if it's just players taking a little bit of personal responsibility. And one thing I do want to call out, because I think that this is important, and you mentioned Bragg earlier on, so it's a good connection, is I thought Joe Rebo looked very good last night. A wonder save onto the post from, from a great shot, and then one that cracked off the bar earlier on as well. But I think that what's going to be a great opportunity for guys like Rebo, and potentially some of the signings that, that, that have come in, and I'm, I'm looking at also guys like Scott Wright, for example, um, this is a good opportunity for these guys to really continue to shine on this stage and be able to make sure that they're, they're going to prove themselves as, as really, really strong contenders uh, for being consistent, high performers throughout the course of the season. I, I, I feel that this is a great opportunity for them to step up and be able to do that. Some of the technically minded players, I'm, I'm looking directly at Dan Kamara here, really, really perform well in Europe because obviously, you know, the, the, as Graham Soon has famously once said, Scottish football's full of hammer throwers. They don't get any time on the ball and they're, you know, they're just as likely to get booted in the air as, as, as you are anything else because the, the refs are pretty weak uh, in Scottish football, unfortunately. Whereas in Europe, it's officiated to a higher standard. It's a much more technical game. So our players like your Kamaras and your Rebos and your, your Kamar Roofs, you're really technically minded, gifted players. They, they really rise to the occasion. So, you know, as, as, as we've discussed... It, it's it's been a it's been a very it's been good to us the past couple of years financially in terms of prestige and obviously for the confidence of the players as well and I bet that, that I bet now it's drawn mate they can't wait to get stuck into it either because you know some of some of our players really really come to life I mean look at Alfie 
You know, he re- he loves he loves playing in Europe. He ripped me the part from his misses um, against um, Alaska on Thursday. He, he loves playing in Europe. A lot of them come to live. It's it home or away. You know, the big the big nice Arbots love just as much as the trips to all these glamorous places around Europe. So the the the, the stage is set, mate, and we've proven under Steven Gerrard that we can we can compete at that level tactically. You know, um, in terms of talent we've got on the pitch. So. Every, every single player involved with Rangers should be relishing those kind of nights because, you know, you, you, they might transfer to another team in a better league, but they're not going to get nights like you get at Ibrox on a European evening, mate, I tell you. And so on to Sunday, James, and, and I think something that, that has been, uh, you know, in the, in the immediate environment uh, regarding the course of this week is the COVID outbreak that's happened at the club um, and Rangers haven't confirmed uh, you know the, the the full understanding as to regards the the team that had to travel out to to uh, Armenia, and who's now available for some of these games. So just to give you a quick idea about that, folks, again was at the press conference with Gary McAllister on Friday morning, um, and he did explain that there were players who he expected to to f- come back and become available uh, for for Sunday, which uh, included uh, Bakuna, our new signing, um, Katic and Brandon Barker. Uh, there's obviously some names missing off of that list, and he also couldn't confirm whether or not the manager Stephen Gerrard would be able to to uh, retake his place in the dugout. Um, Tess, I think that you know we can't really speculate any more than already has happened as to regards what the the impact will be and who may potentially miss the game. And you know there was people at Glasgow Airport on uh, on Wednesday looking to be able to try and get photos of, of who was going on the plane and who the travelling party were. I dare say it'll be the same thing in terms of the rumour mill between, uh, you know, right now, Friday to, to Sunday morning, uh, and who may play and who may be able to come back out of it. It's going to be a long wait for Rangers fans to, to see the starting lineup and what the, the, the first 11 in the bench is going to be when it, when it comes out, probably at the back of 10.30, 11 o'clock on Sunday morning. This might sound daft, and it certainly sounds arrogant, but I don't care. If we turn up on Sunday, no matter what team we put out, we will do them. In my mind, that is, those are the facts. We've won five out of the last six old firms. We dominated them last season. Granted, they've improved under um, Postacoglu and Ange Ball, as it's being called. You know, it, it could pose us some problems, but... If they go into it with a back four of um, Taylor, Starfelt, um, Welch and Ralston, mate, you put, I'd like to think he's going to play uh, Alfie and Roof with, if Kent's fit, Kent will probably had you behind them because he, he tends to play more of a, certainly in the 4-1-2 Sarkers with, with a free roll behind. You imagine them three going up against them four clowns. It's going to be, it's going to be a massacre. So if we turn up and if we can recapture 75, 80% of the form that we had last season, we're going to do them, matey. Now, obviously, that's going to be that task has been made a lot, I won't say easier. That task is going to be made a lot less arduous if we've got all our main men. Ryan Kent, who hates them and loves the fixture. The captain, he loves the fixture. He knows what it's all about. And the players just see him on them. I mean, I've got no problem with Patterson starts. He's more than good enough. But you think how much of a lift it gives them players turning around and seeing Cav. Uh, sorry, seeing Tav, the the battle-hardened old firm veteran, lining up on the pitch beside them. So, yeah, whilst it's, it'll be nice to have the big players back, 
and I'd, you know, no disrespect to Robbie McCrory, you did a fantastic job uh, on Thursday, but I would much rather have McGregor or McLaughlin in goal for the old firm. That's, you know, that, that, that that's just the way it is. But other than that, mate, if we turn up on Sunday, it matters not who's in and who's out. If we turn up and give what we all know they can give, because we've seen them give it over the past 80 months, if we do that, mate, we're going to win that fixture. It's interesting you say that because, I mean, listen, don't get wrong, I admire your confidence, my friend, I really genuinely do. Um, I am. I wish I was in that camp. I, I like to think positive, but I'm also one of these guys that, you know, when it comes to old fun games and the build-up to well, I'm 100% happy to get into the battle fever, but there's always that niggling doubt in the back of my mind. And I think, uh, you know, you, you mentioned Ryan Kent there. There, there was a, a story um, which came out earlier on today, which mentions that he, he has got a little bit of a knock, but looks hopefully to not be too serious and, and you know, certainly won't rule him out for Sunday. So he very much could feature. Um, the goalkeeping position, I think, is very interesting. And the reason why I mention that is because Al McGregor, you know, player of the season um, last season, and some of the amazing saves that he had against Celtic, uh, a key component um, of us being able to get to 55. I think, you know, that's it's, no one could argue about that. And I think what's interesting is that, you know, this this by interjection could force Rangers fans into having to probably understand that there's a little bit of a shift, which is going to have to happen, right, at some point. Now, whether it happens now in six months, 12 months or whatever, where these players will eventually get to a point where they, they may theoretically move on. So, you know, if McGregor decides to come, I mean, Al McGregor will finish his career at Rangers. Tav, as you rightly said as well, has got an heir apparent in Nathan Patterson. Um, Steve Davis, we're talking uh, to him earlier on about uh, Stephen Kelly being able to come in because, you know, that feels a little bit like there's uh, some mentoring and some coaching that's been going on there uh, with Davis and Kelly. And again, like you say, in terms of those players already mentioned that, you know, we've had to rely on uh, last last season and been able to get us there. Do you think that there's a mentality shift, Tess, in the fact that this will be, for a number of the players, the first time getting into an old firm opener as current league champions? Yeah, it will, because th- th- there's always a difference between be- uh, when, you- when you're the hunter or the hunted, but also it's a derby fixture, and form goes out the window completely. If you know, Usually, no matter what the state of play is, if you're at home, you're the favourites. That's just the way it is. So in, in terms of that, I-, I don't think it's going to make any difference that Celtic are now chasing us, because it's the old firm, and absolutely anything can happen. You know, the- it- it's... It's it's been a long time since we've had a really well apart from the four one last season since we've had an absolute ding dong a three three a year a four two or whatever and I can see that happening on Sunday because I, I think they're just both going to go at each other Celtic can't play any other way if they sit back they won't be able to soak up the pressure if they attack they're going to lead gaps there are going to be goals in that fixture mate trust me and like I say it doesn't make any difference that we're going into its favourites as the reigning champions because I keep saying it's the old firm. Form goes out the window and absolutely anything can happen. And I'm hoping on Sunday that it is going to be right ding-dong. But Celtic give absolutely everything they can. Because last season, they know their best wasn't good enough. But now they're starting to get a bit gobby, get a bit cocky and that. You know what I mean? They think, yeah, we're going to go into their backyard. We're going to go to the champions' backyard and do them. I hope they turn up, probably take an early lead, give it everything they've got and still lose because that's going to break them. Like when we beat him 2-0 in the cup and that was all they had for last season. It's going to break him, mate. So, 
Yeah, like I say, I don't think going into it as champions makes any difference because it's the old firm and anything can happen. Uh, yeah, and it's been interesting as you talk about this because I think people tend to fall into one of two schools of thought when it comes to the first old firm game of the season. That It's the first old firm game, it's very, very early on in the season. Well, this time it is. Last time, obviously, it was changed because Celtic wanted to try and see what they could do about getting fans back in the stadium. So it was put as, you know, you know, virtually the last fixture it possibly could be. However, it's at home this time. So obviously we knew that it was going to happen quickly. Uh, but because it is the first one, it almost feels as if, yeah, but there's, there's at least going to be three more to play. You'll probably end up playing within the Cups. So, you know, it's very early on in the campaign. So if you were to lose the first one, you know, it's not a problem. The other school of thought is it's a good opportunity to put out a a clear opening statement. Now, I think that I would not be the only person who is slightly concerned about the lack of consistency, both in our performances and our results, to say, let's put out a statement. Now, you mentioned earlier on Postacoglu and the Ange ball and all of that absolute nonsense which is going on, because let's face it, that lot love to cling on to something. They loved ball and goalie before he decided to take his wee trip away. Um, they, they wanted to be able to try, they have a, a, an absolute hunger to be able to cling on to something that's a real positivity. Uh, Fisher Harry, I'm absolutely, you know, happy to say has has started well. I mean, he, he, you know, he's started off a campaign uh, very brightly and, you know, whatever, but they're all now 100% behind him. Joe Hart seems to be a goalkeeper that can make really, really blatant errors, but yet he is given more protection than Barkas. Uh, the defence is awful. And I think you're right. I think that there is goals to be had. But that being said, I think, you know, again, like you say, the, the world won't collapse if it's the case that we happen to not get three points. But that being said it would be excellent for us to be able to shut a few people up who I mentioned at the top of the show have been lining up to be able to try and take a crack at the champions. For as well as Celtic are perceived to have started, mate, their results have pretty much matched ours. Um, Papped out of the Champions League, yeah. Uh, Won the... um, got, got Got through to the Europa League through the qualifiers, yeah. Um, home games against the jobbers of Scottish football won them convincingly. Yeah, one difficult away game, tiny for them, tired ass for us, shut the bed. Yeah, so we are our results are arguably better because we um we we were unbeaten in our play, Europa League player for they lost last night, but. Yeah, they've scored a few goals, but lucky they scored the goals against the jobbers. You'd expect that when Dundee and St. Mary come to Ibrox, we'll be putting four, five and six past them. So their, their start to the season has pretty much matched ours, mate. And yeah, you look at how, I won't say poor, you look at how their results were last season. And obviously it looks like there's been an improvement, but has there really? Or are they now just getting the results that you'd expect them to be getting? It's, it's so, times like this, my friend, where I'm very jealous of you being able to live in Derby because had you been up here and exposed to the media up here, Celtic are now a totally different beast and it's all been revitalised and all the rest of it, which is all garbage for exactly the reasons that you've just mentioned. But this is Celtic, while it facts get in the way of a, of a good lie. Yeah, exactly, mate. And I don't see it on social media either because, I mean, my, my contempt for social media is well known and I don't go on it unless I really have to. So. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm aware of it, obviously, because I've, I've got a few pals down there who, who I've leaned towards or outright follow Celtic. And, 
you know, 90% of the time we manage to talk sensibly about it, but sometimes, obviously, the Celtic mindedness takes over and that proves impossible. But we're having some interesting conversations and they're happy the way things are going. Um, so, yeah, it's, like I say, their results so far this season have been largely the same as ours. And you can, again, statistics, you can dress statistics up however you want, mate. You can take a snippet of a statistic and use that and build a narrative around it. You can do whatever you want with them. But that plays into our hands because, like I say, they're thinking that they're going to come into the backyard of the champions who they haven't beat since December 2019 and they're going to turn us over. Mate, that ain't happening. That, that ain't, like I say, if we turn up on Sunday, mate, no matter who we put out, we're going to do them. If we don't turn up on Sunday, then it might be very bad. It might be very bad. If we perform like we did last night, and I'm going to excuse them because he had a long journey to pay in stifling heat against a team who were toothless, knowing they've got the old firm on Sunday. So I'm going to excuse them last night. But if we play like we did last night, we're going to get walloped, mate. Let's make no bones about that. But again, I keep saying it. If we turn up and if we play as we know that they can, we're going to do Celtic. And that's why I hope they start the match really well, maybe take an early lead, because for them to give it everything they've got, riding the crest of a wave off their fantastic start to the season, Ange Ball, which is the most revolutionary thing since total football in the 70s, you know, if they can come to our gaff thinking they're going to come and do us, give it everything they've got and still get to know by the champions, mate, that's going to absolutely ruin them for the rest of the season. And you watch how long it is before it falls to pieces and they're calling for Postacoglu's head. See, this is now you're raising my battle fever. Um, so, yeah, we've definitely been able to try and do a bit of that. Listen, I, I couldn't agree more with what you're saying. I think the, the, the most important thing for us is that, you know, keep the head. Be great to be able to get this all against them. Of course, as I would want us to beat Celtic at Tiddlywinks. You know, that's that's just runs in the blood of every single Rangers fan listening to this. Most important thing for us, however, is we need to be able to focus on ourselves, get back into really solid performance, use the game against them as a good opportunity to this. I would like to see a lot of bubbles burst, if I'm being honest, because I do hear all of this hype and everything else that's going on and they're turning around it. And the good thing is I'm older and wiser enough to, to buy into a lot of that kind of stuff in terms of where they're at. All we can do, I think, as you've said, James, is absolutely take care of it ourselves and make sure that we um, we go out there and, 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 and I think the big thing is treat them with the contempt that we did last season because just because you now happen to be sitting on the throne doesn't mean that you have to be able to take off any kind of pressure against them as well. We want to make sure that we can go out there because again I'm very comfortable in believing uh, that their fans will start to turn against them the minute they start to fall into some trouble. So, yeah, it will be, will be very interesting to be able to try and get us to watch. Just before we wrap up, Tess, uh, can I trouble you for a prediction? You clearly think there's going to be a Rangers win, but any particular goal scorers or standouts that you, you're, you're hoping to see? I'm going to go for Rangers 4, Celtic 2. I think Roof's definitely going to score because they just can't cope with his movement. Alfie's going to score because now he's got one. Obviously, he got the goal at Parkhead. Then he got the goal at Ibrox last season in the 4-1, which is outstanding. And I, I, I really fancy him to score on Sunday. Uh, it'd be nice if he got a hat-trick to strike up the, the 100 goals. So I'm going to I'm gonna go pie in the sky and say Alfredo Morelos hat-trick and Kimar Roof to score. But so it'd, be, it'd be a bit like the 4-2 in 2011 when um, I think... 
we took the lead and they went in 2-1 at half-time winning, all the momentum's with them, and then we just come back. Thanks to the boy, Carl Lafferty, we, we just came back and thrashed them, mate. So I think there are going to be goals. I think for the neutral, it's going to be brilliant to watch. It's going to be like a proper old-school, old-firm match from the 80s and 90s with plenty of goals, some naughty challenges flying in, everybody really fully committed. Um, and I, I just can't wait to get up there and, and start soaking it up, mate. My, do you know what I said? My battle fever's at five. I think mine's gone to about 11 now, just in the course of this 4-2 minute sat to you, mate. So, yeah, bring it on, mate. 4-2 four, four, to the teddy bears. Come on, let's have it. Excellent. Well done, my friend. Well, listen, folks, if that doesn't rouse you for the game, uh, then nothing will. And uh, thank you very much uh, to Tess for coming on to, uh, to join me in this week's Extra. As always, it's a pleasure to have you, my friend. It's nice to be here, matey. I, I love talking about Rangers, and it took my mind off Derby Forest for a bit to talk about some proper football. <laughs> so, yeah, so th- thank you very much for having me. Um, if you'd like to, to hear more uh, from myself and Tess and a whole host of other podders talking about all things Rangers, whether that's going to be pre-match, post-matches, tactics, time capsules, uh, the Rangers women's team, everything that you can possibly think of, please jump over to our Patreon site, which is patreon.com forward slash heart and hand where you could get up to four to five shows a day um, for as little as a fiver a month. It really is tremendous, tremendous value. And as an official media partner of Rangers this season, we will give you all of the news literally as soon as we have it, um, plus all of the burning topics that are happening in and around the club at the moment. Thank you to our executive producers in London, Mr Mike Lee and Mr Paul Myers. Have a fantastic Old Firm weekend, folks. Again, like I say, let's go and get a really, really positive result against them. And remember two things. We are the champions, and we are the people. Sports Social Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.